Yeah, I ain't nothing but a simple man. They call me a redneck, I reckon that I am. Stop it. Can't we come up with our own intro? Now that's better. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm not really going to delve too deep into this El Paso shooter thing because there's been so many people tossing that thing up and down, turning it left and right, and tearing it apart piece by piece. But I am just going to say, you know, that it comes down to it that there was only one real thing in there that was a support of Trump by this guy, and that was the wall. It's the only thing that he supported. There's no other text in his manifesto that supported the president. He did state, you know, that people are going to take this and twist it around and turn it towards the president, stuff like that. And he said, that's not what this is about. But that was it. Everything else was just garbage. And he was a racist. So that's one thing, too. And that, to me, brings back the KKK. Because if you remember history, Democrats and the KKK go hand in hand. That that was one of their militant groups that the Democrats used to persuade people to vote Democrat. And just like the KKK, these neo-Nazis and these white supremacists are right in the same boat with the KKK and these Democrats. I have not yet met one Trump supporter in person that is a neo-Nazi or is a KKK member or a white supremacist. Not one. So these people on the left can't tell me that this guy was a Trump supporter. He supported one aspect. That was it. And the rest of it, that it's under the water under the bridge. Now this other guy, this Dayton, Ohio shooter, this guy was a real work of art. I mean... There, there is no way to dispute any of this and tie this guy to Trump at all because there is just too much. This one article here, Washington Examiner, says the Dayton shooter reportedly supported gun control, Elizabeth Warren, and socialism. And they, they go as far as... Uh, I, I can't say Washington Examiner found these, but uh, someone along the line did. They found a Twitter account that he had, and the name on the account is Flowers for Adams K. And it's Flowers, and then the word for, F-O-R, and then Adams K, which is A-T-O-M-S-K. And it, it's just asinine and it's and it's just horrific but I'm not really going to read too much of the article but it, it does show that he supports Elizabeth Warren he talks about guns on in every house no freedom but that to kill uh, even tweeted uh, Rob Portman hey Rob how much did they pay you to look the other way 17 kids are dead if not now when then he uh, also responded to a tweet from Anna Breton where she said, Happy Fourth of July, here are some easy ways to help close detention camps thread. 
and he was one of the uh, people that responded to it, cut the fences down, slice ice tires, throw bolt cutters over the fences. So it's obviously this guy was definitely an Elizabeth Warren supporter. He was a far left socialist, probably communist at that. And uh, uh, definitely a radical Democrat that was uh, exhibiting signs of uh, his belief in Satan. So I, I just kind of did a quick Google search. I put Dayton Shooter, Warren, and the first thing that popped up was Snopes, of all things. And it says, was Dayton Mass Shooter a self-described pro-Satan leftist who supported Elizabeth Warren? And you remember, she's the one running for president now. Don't forget that. Connor Betts, the suspect in Dayton Mass shooting in August 2019, has on social media described himself as a leftist, expressed pro-Satan views, and has stated support for Elizabeth Warren. And it has a big green check mark that says true. Remember, this, this is Snopes saying this. <laughs> oh, what a dipshit. There is nothing about this guy that says anything about supporting Trump in any way, shape, or form. It's all negativity. If you compare the El Paso shooter to this guy, this guy was hundreds of miles ahead of the El Paso shooter. There's just no way Eight Chan, which is 8chan.net, the number 8chan.net, has been taken down. That is where uh, apparently the El Paso shooter was doing post and uh, all that good stuff. And the left is saying that 8chan has been taken down because QAnon. Well, that's not true. Because in an in a article from Business Insider clearly states that you know, it's a cesspool of uh, crap that's been linked to three mass shootings this year and that's why it was taken down so let's go down here uh, middle of the article here 8chan.net on their Twitter account says some of you might have read the Cloudflare news already they're dropping 8chan so there might be some downtime in the next 24 to 48 hours while we find a solution. That includes our email, so timely compliance with law enforcement requests may be affected. Uh, that's pretty much what it was for. It was because it was linked to the three mass shootings. It's not directly linked or anything like that. They, they didn't cause anything, and they're not the reason why these shootings happened. But the people were actually using the platform to do post and all that good stuff. Uh, so that that's what that's all about. So if you're an 8chan user and you're not seeing QAnon posts, that is why. It has been shut down. It, it most likely will come back, but we'll see about that one. Now on another note, I'm always hearing the left claim, 
oh, black people can't be racist. White people are racist. Black people can't be racist. White people are racist. When I was growing up, I've seen the most extreme parts of racism come from black people. Because where I lived, I lived in Union City here in California, which was right there in the middle of the Bay Area, right between San Francisco, San Jose, and Oakland, the three biggest cities there. And we had a diverse neighborhood. We had Japanese people, all kinds of different Asian people from different parts of the country, white people, uh, Filipino, uh, black, Hispanic. But our neighborhood was predominantly white. And if you go, say, three or four miles to the east, maybe a little bit northeast, there was a neighborhood called Dakota. Well, it's still called Dakota, and that neighborhood's still there, but it was majority Hispanic. And I believe a lot of the people that came from there were, you know, people that migrated from Mexico, maybe even Guatemala. It's hard to really tell, but you just, you know, they're Hispanic. And then in another uh, area of the city, which was more to the north and slightly to the west end of Union City, was an area which was predominantly black. And I could go anywhere by myself and never have a problem in any neighborhood until I went to the black neighborhood. And if you're a white person, especially when you kind of dress like I did, you know, I had the Slayer shirts, Metallica shirts, Ozzy Osbourne, stuff like that. And I would go into that neighborhood and the first thing I would hear is, get out of my neighborhood, you cracker, before I kick your ass, or uh, just straight up derogatory mark remarks against white people aimed at me. And I'm not the only one. I, there's plenty of my friends that went in there, my Asian friends, uh, my Filipino friends, my Hispanic friends. They, they all got the same reactions going into a black neighborhood. But my Hispanic friend could come into my neighborhood. Nobody ever harassed them. Hell, a lot of us were like, hey, it's my friend, and, and we would go head to the park and, and do the things, you know, teenagers would do at a park, hang out, yak, smoke a little green or whatever. And same thing with uh, our Filipino neighbors and stuff like that to come from another side of the same area, but it was on the other side of the main road. And uh, he would come over, or they, because sometimes there was two or three of them, from that side of the neighborhood and they would come over and we, we would all hang around together. We never had a problem with each other. There was even a few friends, you know, that was black and never had a problem with them. They never had a problem with us. We were almost like the shining light example of diversity in the whole entire neighborhood, maybe even the whole city because we all pretty much like various types of music. We all got along with each other. And if we went to a party or something like that and we threw on some Slayer or Metallica, 
nobody left the party because of the music we played. Everybody hung around and did their thing, drank, smoked some weed, and do whatever. We were the diversest crowd ever, and a lot of us from that time are still the same way. We have no problem with anybody. Your color doesn't matter. And we still have the same views. Most of us, there's maybe a limited exception of maybe two or three people that get butt hurt, uh, decided that they're going to unfriend me on Facebook because I was conservative. Well, mainly because I was a Trump supporter. But they unfriended me because of that. They didn't unfriend me because I was Republican. They unfriended me because I was a Trump supporter. And then there was one, he's a far left radical. I mean, if you ever looked at his profile on Facebook, he's Antifa to the T. And he got ignorant with me and started telling me he was going to kick my ass. He's going to come up here and set me straight and all this shit. So I just blocked his ass. I, I don't have time for people like that. But I just don't understand why, as conservatives, we can all get along with each other, except for the far-left radicals. I just, it's never crossed my mind in the past until now, since Trump. And all this racism and hate and everything is generated by the left. We're out there holding our signs, uh, protesting against Antifa and spreading love, joy, happiness, pro-America. And I just, I can't understand where these people come from. And none of it makes any sense what these people have to say. It, gender, pronouns, none of this stuff. This stuff is all just, what the hell are you talking about? Are you are you off your meds today kind of reaction is what I have towards them. They're nuts. Anyway, I just, I don't know what to do when it comes to some of these people because I actually seen the uh, certain little clips of the Democratic Socialist of America that happened just, uh, I believe it was like this past weekend. And they can't even get along with each other. Uh, they were mumbling some words back together in the crowd as speakers were talking. And this guy jumped up and he got triggered. And he called, He said, guys, can we stop the, all the chitter-chatter and stuff like that? That He has some kind of problem focusing his attention on the speaker because of all the little chatter. And after he said that, someone else jumped up and he... It sounded like he could hardly speak and come up with the words. And he uh, lambasted the guy about using <laughs> gender-specific uh, names like boy, guys, he, him. They can't even agree with each other. It's just monotonous what these people are all about. And I, I just, if I fear it. I sincerely fear if America becomes something like that, that everybody would be at war with everybody and, and most of us conservatives will be sitting back just saying, you know what, you guys go ahead and, 
and you have your war amongst each other, we'll wait, we'll pick up the scraps and we'll re rebuild this nation once again because I just, I don't see any socialist nation. There isn't one on the planet Earth that is viable, livable, and able to maintain and take care of itself. It's just not possible to live by those standards. And that's all I got to say about that. And if you enjoy the show, please feel free to support it. I'm not a begging man, but if you love the show, like the show, if it's just something that you're bored and you want something to listen to and, and you think it's okay, please feel free to send the $2, $3, $5 through my PayPal. It's paypal.me forward slash N6UUM. That's the letter N as in Nancy, the number six, and then two U's, and then the letter M as in Mary, N6UUM. PayPal.me forward slash N6UUM. And if you actually go to my anchor.fm profile, just search for Big Johnson Unfiltered. You can also support the show that way. You'll see a link down there that says uh, support the show. Now, getting back to where I was going with that last segment, a uh, article from Fox, uh, what is this, Fox Baltimore, I believe it's Fox 45, they uh, caught it on video, and I won't be able to play it on here because it just lags the entire computer system, but uh says, shots fired suspect. I don't like white people in my hood. This is what I'm getting at. This guy pulls out a pistol and starts shooting at passerbys in cars and telling people to get the hell out of his neighborhood. Literally, he don't want white people there. And the people in the neighborhood said they don't even know who the man is. But uh, his name was... Devonta Allen, aged 18, faces four counts of felonious assault, and he's accused of firing three shots at victims hitting two different vehicles. The victims ran, but no one was actually hit. But this is just one out of probably a million cases where something like this happens, but nobody reports it as it is. Everybody wants to put their little twist on this shit, and just messed the whole entire story up. According to court papers, he can be heard saying, I don't like white people in my hood on the video right before firing the shots. He did turn himself in, police said, which was a good thing. I, I'm happy he turned himself in and he's going to, you know, uh, face what he did to himself. Uh, please say the video and statements from victims and witnesses contradicts Allen's claims. Allen will report in court on Wednesday, which would be, I guess, tomorrow, July 30th, or maybe that was last week. Yeah, it was last week, so I haven't caught an update to the story yet. But yeah, nobody knew who this guy was uh, or anything else. Just like he appeared in this neighborhood out of nowhere. And pulled out a gun and started shooting at people. But this is a black man with a gun in a neighborhood. And nobody gave him crap or anything for being in the neighborhood. But he didn't like white people in his hood. 
shooting at them. Which kind of brings me back a little bit about my history. One of the uh, craziest damn things that ever happened to me when I was attacked, I was jumped. It was a friend and I, and this girl was with us. You know, I'm looking at, you know, I'm, I'm always aware of my surroundings and stuff like that. I've always been like that because you never know what's going to happen. Uh, a car jump a curb or something like that come flying at you. <laughs> uh, anything, you know, people with dogs off their leash. So I always keep my eyes as much as in the back of my head as I can. But sometimes it don't happen, right? And this was one of them. But anyway, it was uh, me and a friend of mine and then this girl that I wound up kind of having a little fling with at a later time. But uh, a friend of mine was over by uh, a carousel thing because we were sitting next to the playground. We both had like a 40-ounce of beer or something like that. But he was over by the carousel, goofing off on the carousel. And the girl was on the tire swing swinging back and forth and everybody we're all facing one direction and these five or six black guys that was playing basketball over in the courts well four of them broke away and when they did they threw a basketball and it hit me in the side of the uh right on my left eye and pretty it knocked me off of the uh wooden like stump that they had surrounding the park and they had these little stumps sticking up with logs in between them so we sat on them like seats and it knocked me off it didn't make me hit the ground or anything but it just applied enough force to where when it hit me it knocked me off the stump and I caught myself with my right hand kind of stood up and you know still kind of wobbly or whatever from the impact and the next thing they just start yelling uh, racial slurs, and I don't want to say the words on here, but it referred to the sound of something a car makes when someone hits the horn, and uh, something that has salt on it that you usually eat with your soup or something like that. But nevertheless, it was a bunch of racial slurs. So I got up off the thing and started to walk away and my friend was like what happened what happened and then I told him I was like I got hit with a basketball and they started yelling racial slurs and that's when he seen the basketball bouncing on the opposite side of me from where they were so he knew I wasn't saying no bullshit or anything like that uh, the girl she didn't even really know what was going on because she was facing the other way too but nevertheless, I got up. I didn't say a word. I just got up and kind of backed up. And I was like, what's the problem? Is there a problem here? And they just kept approaching forward. I said, what is the problem? I'm not looking for a fight. So what's the problem? So they started picking up rocks off the ground and started throwing rocks. I was like, okay. That's how you want to fight. So I started heading towards my truck and when I started heading towards my truck they started yelling oh shit he's he's going to get a gun he's going to get a gun 
and they started throwing more rocks and by that time they they started running away but nevertheless that was one of the instances out of probably quite a few where I was attacked racially because I was white and I know there's more people out there they just haven't really said anything but amongst my friends and stuff like that people that I was familiar with they felt more comfortable coming to me and telling me things, you know, hey, yeah, I was attacked too. And I just find it ridiculous that the left preaches that white people are the racist ones and not other people of color. I've never had anyone Hispanic ever say uh, racial terms towards me. I have heard white people do that, but none in my group. Uh, it goes for everybody else. The only ones that I've ever had come up to me and start yelling racial epithets are from black people. And why is that? Even when I go to a mall, if someone just has this itch in their butt or something like that to be a dick, they want to target someone. And, and who do they pick on? They pick on white people. <laughs> And I never understood it. So, no, I'm going to tell you right now, it's my personal opinion that white people are nowhere near as racist as black people. Now, I'm not saying all black people, because there are good people in every racial uh, and ethnic, even nationalities, uh, in every group, there's good people. But there, there's more of them on that side of the street than there is on this side of the street. Now, I, I don't understand how they're coming up with this crap that white people are more racist. I, I think, because why? Because we want to pay you to do some work or something? Is that the reason why? You want you to pay taxes? Is that why you think it's racist? You want you to own a home? Is, is that racist? Come on, people. This is America. This is what this country was founded on. Everybody being equal. You treat me the way I treat you, you won't have a problem with me. As a matter of fact, a lot of us probably get along with each other and probably party together and go have dinner or whatever. No problems whatsoever. Just get with the program. And I'm sure somebody will probably say, oh, that's racist, blah, 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 blah. I don't care. I don't care what you think. If that's your first go-to argument is that someone is racist, it goes one ear and right out the other, and I'll knock it right off of my shoulder because that argument is so dead to a lot of people in America right now that the, the only thing I can do when I hear something like that is just laugh at you. Now moving on, uh, like I said, if, if anybody wants to sponsor this show, please feel free to send me an email at leejohnsonmedia at gmail.com. Uh, I am open to anyone and everyone. Uh, pretty much nobody's going to get turned down. But just send me an email, leejohnsonmedia at gmail.com if you want to sponsor a show. Also, while you're at it, go check out uh, some of my friends who also do podcast, Rocky Stucci, uh, The Situation Room. You can find him on YouTube. 
uh, Jeremy Hansen. You can find him on Facebook and Spreaker. Uh, typically, Unleashed Nation on Facebook is the actual Facebook page where you can find Unleashed with Jeremy Hansen on Spreaker. And last but not least, don't forget Big Sarge. He's going to be starting, uh, restarting his video platform. I'm not sure if it's going to be on Facebook or YouTube, so that one's kind of up in the air right now. I'm thinking Facebook, but he is going to be restarting the video platform so you can actually see uh, everybody in the video that's talking and commentating. Uh, Big Sarge Media was the old page. They just re he just renamed it to the Big Sarge Show, I believe, or it's Big Sarge Show. So check that out on Facebook, and I know you can find him on Facebook and Spreaker also. I believe after he does his show, he uploads the uh, audio portion of it to Spreaker. So you'll be able to find him there, and all his stuff is the same name, Big Sarge Show or The Big Sarge Show. One way or the other, you can find him. Don't forget to follow my Facebook page also. That's uh, Lee Johnson Media on Facebook. And... Uh, I, I do take uh, friend requests from Patriots. I do vet people carefully, but my uh, personal profile is just Lee Johnson, and you'll see me holding up a Trump flag with a American flag do-rag on. And if uh, I'm pretty close to 5,000 friends right now, so I can't really take a whole lot of friend requests, but there is the option that you can follow me. And uh, that's pretty much about that. Now I listened to Trump's speech over the weekend or yeah pretty much over the weekend where he was uh, denouncing white supremacy and stuff like that and then he uh, commented something about red flag gun laws I do not support that at all because just like some laws they get exploited and they get abused there's no in way or run around about it or anything like that. I have met people that have been exploited by these laws. All, all it takes is one person to say something to another person, then it gets to the police, then it gets to the court, and crap gets all twisted up, and next thing you know, your Second Amendment is being violated, and when you did nothing wrong. I... I wish it was as easy as saying, hey, you know what, this person is making threats of shooting somebody and they can institute something to where they say, you know what, you're a credible threat. We're removing the uh, source of violence that you can commit from your hands. And the only thing is, you're not really. You might be removing a gun, but there's other things out there that these people can utilize. Cars are one of them. Hammers, screwdrivers. You know how many people a person can severely injure with a hammer? Granted, might not kill them as easy as a gun, but they can severely injure a hundred people running through a crowd with a hammer. Same thing with a gun. You can severely injure people, 100 people in a crowd with that gun. It just happens more faster than the other. But you're talking about suppressing the Second Amendment rights of people that are law-abiding citizens because someone decided to use a tool wrong. 
And it's just like, uh, oh, I can't remember his name. His name started with Mark. But uh, he did a magnificent speech a couple years ago at a city council meeting. And basically, I 100% agree with his argument. Why is it that someone can go into a place and shoot up a place and then they want to lay the blame on the law-abiding gun citizen. I didn't go in there and shoot up the place. It wasn't my gun that did it. So why are you laying the blame on gun owners? We're the ones, we got the locks on our guns. We got them in safes. We got them put away in good safe locations. Granted, there are some out there with accidental cases where a kid got a hold of or something like that. That wasn't a responsible gun owner. That is someone that was negligent in his actions to protect his children. Same thing applies to anybody else. Uh, a burglar breaks in and takes your gun and pops you with it. That was your fault. So why is it one of these shooters like the El Paso idiot and the Dayton idiot, what they did, why does it get blamed on us? We're not the one. The blame goes to the person pulling the trigger. He's the one that did the action. He's the one you should be laying the blame on. Figure out why he did it. What made him do it? Is there something wrong with his brain? Obviously, because he actually went out and killed someone. There's Obviously, it's a mental problem with these people. If, if you're able to go out and kill another human just to kill, you're a mental reject. You're, you're, ugh. It just makes, pisses me off when I hear this crap. That's a mental issue. Focus on the mental issue. You can't blame something that if I set my gun down on the bar, it's not going to do anything. It's not going to pick itself up. It's not going to walk out the door and go find the nearest person and shoot them. It's not going to do that. It actually takes physical force to do something like that and a gun is incapable of doing that unless that force makes it do it so stop blaming the gun blame the person i always did think that there was always a way to deter people from promoting or not necessarily promoting but pushing gun violence and you know, along with our Democrat friends over here on the left that like to stir up hate because they're really good at that, even though they, they won't acknowledge that what they're saying is hate. It, it's clear. You can obviously see it. I don't care if you're left or right. Most of these leftists, they refuse to admit it, but they know what they're doing. It's strategically aimed at doing exactly what they're doing and pointing it at somebody. They're guilty of their own damn push. And when it comes down to it, uh, what the hell was it? Yeah, it's their rhetoric. That's the word I was looking for. Their rhetoric 
is what's causing it. It's not Trump's rhetoric. They, they say Trump is racist. Well, I haven't heard him say one racist thing yet. There is nothing on audio. There is nothing on audio and video of him ever saying anything racist. They, they want to bring up the Ilan Omar thing. He didn't, he didn't say anything racist. He didn't call her, uh, say she was wearing a diaper on her head or anything like one of those kind of remarks. He, didn't, he never said nothing like that. He didn't say an N-word to a black person. He didn't say, uh, he didn't call someone a bean flipper because they were from Mexico. Come on, that's racism. And if you act racist, talk racist, you're a racist. I haven't seen any acts of racism out of him. Look at all the people that he's got in his cabinet. He's got black people, he's got Hispanic people, he's got Asian people. Where is the damn racism that you people speak of? I know when I'm on Facebook and I make a response to a comment about Trump being racist, I ask for proof. Where's your proof? And they come up with all this nonsense. What are you talking about? You, you just spewed a bunch of lies. There's nothing there. Like just when uh, Trump mocked the special needs reporter saying he was handicapped and he was mocking him because, no, that's the way Trump does things. He's done it to Ted Cruz, of all things. He's the same thing. He uses his hands. He makes facial gestures. And he's done the same thing to Ted Cruz, Bernie Sanders, a whole slew of people. So don't give me that crap. It's all phony. So getting back to deterring these gun crimes, I, I would. what I really want to see is, I, I love the idea of the death penalty being reinstated and demanding that it be upheld. I, I really despise the fact that you sentence people to death and they sit in prison for 20, 30 years until they die in there, sometimes 40, 50 years. It's, it's flipping ridiculous. They claim that the cost associated with putting people to death far outweighs the 40, 20, 30 years that they say. How? How the hell does going out, squeezing a, a, a syringe in his arm or wherever the hell they put it, cost that much? You're feeding this guy. You're clothing this guy. You're supplying water for this guy. Heat, food, you name it. How does that, it costs me and my family about $200 a week just on food alone. That doesn't cover my utility bills or any of that. Hell, they have internet in prison. They have cell phones in prisons. They have TVs in prisons. Uh, well, some places it might be illegal for some of them. I don't think they should have any of that shit. There's no reason for them to have TVs or anything in those prisons. They're there to be punished for what they did in society. And that's what they should be doing. You don't need a TV. You don't need a cell phone. You don't need internet. You get shit for meals, as far as I'm concerned. You're lucky you get three of them. You should only have two. Put your ass on a diet coming out looking all fat. 
And why do they need benches and weights and stuff like that? You're not in there to go to a gym. Get the hell out. Get that crap out of here. That's unnecessary. And uh, I want to see them reinstate hard labor. Put these people to work. They have jobs inside a prison. They're getting paid for. Why are you get? Why are you paying these people to work inside of a place where they're supposed to be being punished? Put them to work. Make them work for nothing while inside that prison. They got air conditioning, so you can't complain about the uh, work environment while you're being punished. Don't give me that fifteen dollar minimum hour minimum wage shit either <laughs> but act, what they should be doing rain, snow, sleet heat whatever their asses should be out there working along the highway picking up trash that we have to hire people out here and pay to do a job for they shouldn't be out there busting sweat bullets picking up trash on the freeway because other people are too much of a pig and can't keep it in their car the prisoners go out there and do that shit you got chains chain gang that crap see how they like it I guarantee if you did that in prison you see a lot less crap happening when people see what's going on in these prisons being on chain gangs and they're out there at 100 degree heat picking up trash Guess what? They're going to start thinking twice about their actions. And that goes for these rob armed robberies, rapists, and all these other people. Each and every one. Make an example out of these cucks. Put them under the light bulb. Say, this is where you're going to go if you keep your actions going. And that's what you're going to be doing. Have them out there busting stones with sledgehammers. I don't care. Put them to work. There's no reason these turds should be sitting in prison, playing on the internet, looking at porn or whatever, in their cell for hours a day, laying around on a bed, living up Hotel California style, into this crap. Put it out of there. People calling it inhumane. You know what's inhumane? Is that turd raping a female multiple turds raping a female there's even females in prison that's raped guys of all things yeah you say oh, that's impossible no it ain't nope nope it is sure not tied to a bed post tied to the foot post on a bed duct tape mouth yep get get that thing up as hard as they can and uh yeah it can happen believe it or not and some guys probably dig that kind of crap but Believe me, it can happen. Strange enough. <laughs> Get rid of this crap. Put it to an end. Reverend Al Sharpton arrived in Baltimore. Yeah, I believe it was Baltimore. I don't have the article handy right now. But uh, he showed up being political after a mass murder. Nothing new there. They, uh, standing on the steps of some building, preaching his hate. And this was all videoed by 
Flecka's Talks. You can find him on YouTube. That's Flecka's, F-L-E-C-C-A-S, Talks on YouTube. And I believe it's his most recent video at the time of this recording. And he videos a few people in there, you know. These are all people from Baltimore that are just simply fed up with it. A lot of them agree with Trump, and they appreciate him putting the spotlight on their city and in their neighborhoods because it is a dump. It's a literal dump. You're making people live at the landfill. There's even a guy in there that says he can take you He's talking to Fleck as he, or, or someone there. He says he can take a person to a, an entire city block that does not have running water. How the hell? Ugh. People in Detroit, their water problem. It's all local city issues. If you need federal assistance, you have to apply for it. And a lot of times, the federal assistance, even though you get federal monies, Divert some of that stuff from somewhere. You don't need it in your pocket. Fix your problem. Why are Democrats sitting on this money, using it for other reasons, other than the main issue at hand, fixing your water problem? Fix the goddamn water on that block in Baltimore. Quit sitting on it. And as the video goes along, it, uh, there's several people, you know, that agree with Trump. Like I said, they, they appreciate the spotlight being put on the city and things are getting done. There's uh, another guy, I think you can find him on Twitter. I'm not sure if he's on Facebook, but his name is Scott Pressler. And Scott's spelled normally and then Pressler, I believe it's P-R-E-S-S-L-E-R. Uh, he, he spoke up. And he said he was going to do something about it. And he's going to Baltimore. And a bunch of people gathered with him and went to Baltimore. People from different states. And all of these people are conservative. They all support Trump. They got together, went to Baltimore, and they hauled away nearly, I think it was actually more than 12 tons of trash. Uh, there was something like three or four 30-yard dumpsters. And these are the big, big dumpsters you see like behind supermarkets and stuff where they throw all their trash in and gets picked up once a week. And I'm talking about the big ones. I'm not talking about the little ones, uh, the five-yard bins or anything like that. These are the big 30-yard ones. It takes a semi-truck, three-axle truck to haul these things away when they're full so 12 tons of trash that that's just astonishing and that was just in one area imagine the other areas and they said they're not leaving until they there's nothing more they can do and i i applaud scott pressler for standing up and doing this uh, a lot of you might not know who scott pressler is but he's a gay trump supporter what? What? What's that? You heard me right. He's a gay Trump supporter. There's a whole shitload of them out there. Believe it or not, there's LGBT people out there that are actually supporting Trump. And the thing about it is, they don't 
align with the typical LGBT. These people dress more normally. They're not flamboyant. They don't have their butts hanging out in uh, pride parades or anything like that. No issue there. Not going to have any argument for me. You know, do your thing. I don't care. That's why I'm, I'm kind of in between libertarian and conservative. I, I, I just want people to be left alone and let them do what they want to do in their bedroom and be done with it. Uh, there's another one, uh, Peter Boykin. He's a gay Trump supporter. Dresses normal. Goes about his business and does his things. If he has a boyfriend, if uh, Scott has a boyfriend or whatever, eh, cool. I don't. I don't have a problem with lesbians. I don't have a problem with anybody. There's even some transsexual people that support Trump. No issue whatsoever. And it goes along with the racing. I don't care what color your skin is. I don't care what your sexual preferences are. I don't care that if you don't feel like you're a man or if you don't feel like you're a woman. My whole entire issue is the government will not support your choices to be something else. That's my whole issue. If you feel that you're not a man or a woman, you fund your own transition, you fund your own chop and all that good stuff. No more government interventions on that stuff. It's too taxing and for, for government to even take a stance on something that uh, less than 2%, I just don't go for it. There was even a section in that video clip from Fleckus Talks where uh, most, keep in mind, such so you can picture this, most of the people there I think there's maybe one or two white people in the whole entire crowd, but everybody there is black. Everybody standing behind Al Sharpton, everybody standing in opposition to Al Sharpton were mostly black. And this one black man comes walking up and he says something. I couldn't quite catch what he says. And this other black man turns around and tells this guy to go back where he come from. Oh, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. What was that? A black man telling another black man to go back where he come from? Where, where the hell do you think this guy come from? Didn't we just have this argument a couple weeks ago about Trump telling uh, Ilhan Omar to pretty much go to her country, see what it's like over there, and then come back? Maybe you'll appreciate America more. And everybody twisted around telling, saying that Trump said, go back where you come from. It's not what he said. But this black man did. This black man looked at another black man and told him to go back where he come from. And as that black man started to walk away, he turned back around and said, I live here. I'm from here. Born and raised in Baltimore. And then the other black guy walked inside. And that was pretty much the end of it. But really, telling another black man to go where he came from. That was ridiculous. Well, that's pretty much for the end of the show. I, I kind of hope you sat back and kind of enjoyed it a little bit. Uh, everything... If you have questions about anything or like that, you know, it's easily researchable. You can find it on the internet. All the articles are there. Unless they updated or deleted them like, like they usually do when something's changed. <laughs> but uh, remember, support the show. Please share, like, 
throw it up on your Facebook. Copy the link up above uh, to the feed, whatever. We'll post it to your Facebook page. I would appreciate it. Even post it to Twitter. Uh, help get me out there. I, I, I'm not holding any copyrights to any of this yet until I get my studio done in, in another building. And then there might be some copyright issues. But please, just share the links to it. But for now, if you want to upload this audio on your YouTube, just be sure to leave a direct link to the actual uh, podcast place where you got it from. That's all I ask for now. But please support the show. Throw me a PayPal donation, paypal.me forward slash N6UUM. Like I said, a couple bucks, a dollar, two, whatever PayPal will let you donate. A minimum, I'm not sure what that is. But please, I, I, I could always use it. Equipment costs money, time costs money, internet costs money. This stuff, I can't do it for free forever. And then, uh, like I said, go feel free to go uh, check out my friends Rocky Stucci, The Situation Room, Jeremy Hansen, Unleashed with Jeremy Hansen, and then uh, The Big Sarge Show, all on Facebook. You find pretty much their feeds on YouTube also. And I'm not sure if Rocky does Spreaker, but I think they all do Spreaker. I could be wrong about Rocky. But anyway, hope everybody has a good evening. And naga like a mofo.